Guten Tag, Guten Morgen, Guten Abend, Guten all the other stuff. That's about the extent of the German I've ever, ever learned. Um, so, welcome everybody. We are back for episode 3.3, season 3, episode 3 of We Watch Anything. Isn't it nice yeah. to be here, Jono? It's lovely, although very disconcertingly, you actually just froze for quite a long bit, so oh. I just suddenly, I missed your intro. I don't oh, know really? what you said. But, but that's yeah. quite nice, because there's a sort of free sort of excitement when you listen back to the pod before we release it. You won't know what I said. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Although I couldn't just agree to anything. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, and, I'm, and I'm enjoy- it's nice to see you, dude, as and always. You. And you. Nice to see you yeah. digitally. We did see each other in person on a very random uh, <laughs> meet-up a couple of weeks ago where I was in a shop in Dorset, which is a very, about three hour drive away from where I live and about two hour drive away from where you live. Um, yeah. If not three hours as well. And yeah. we just bumped into, into a shop. In, into yeah. a shop? Yeah, I bumped into a shop. I don't know what the shop was. No. <laughs> um, we bumped into each other in a shop, which was most unusual. It was. It was gen- and it was genuinely nice because so often in life you run into people and you just think, oh, I can't really be bothered. And so it's nice you know, when you run into people <laughs> you actually like. You go, yeah. oh, wow, this is a totally different feeling. Whether we couldn't go, hey, let's go and do a thing, because you were doing a thing and I had. No, but that's fine. I was on the way to a castle. Yeah, I I don't want to change plans. No, no, God forbid. Why why would you do that? (laughs) That'd be ridiculous. So, yeah, so that was our sort of summer break time, which is, you know, uh, we've spent filling ourselves up with various bits of digital media. I've been subjected to quite a lot of films that were terrible from my lovely children. Yeah, I've watched a certain amount of badness, I must admit, but I've also stumbled across upon some nuggets of joy. Ooh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, I watched... I've, I've been watching, actually, I mean, this is definitely not dross, but it's interesting to sort of, like, wheat from the chaff, and I've mentioned this before, I think, watch increasing amounts of anime, because my kids have got really into anime. Mm. Um, and there's, there's, there's definitely, you know hits and misses i think even in in the sort of miyazaki canon of stuff that is truly great and then sort of i guess i mean yeah i mean hits and misses is a, is a harsh way to say it because it's either truly great or mildly entertaining kind of thing yeah yeah but i think um yeah i'm not sure if i've stumbled into anything truly great for a while well um well one one thing that i have watched that's actually um well we have a listener then a, a, a listener from east grinstead called oh, lily who um, got in touch to ask if we'd uh, we watched Fear Street, the Fear Street trilogy that's been on Netflix. Ah. And um, I already have. Have, have you? you? No, <laughs> I've been slightly waiting for the right time because I thought I'd like to do all three in a row or at least in, on consecutive nights and I haven't had the time to do it yet. I mean, is this something we should do a, a future pod about, do you think? Or is it a bit too much of a sort of high in the Netflix charts for us? Yes, I think it is a bit too high on the Netflix charts for us, frankly. But I was going to say, first of all, hi, Lily. Thanks for your question, recommendation. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, I really enjoyed it. Um, and oh. it's definitely, if if you're someone who loves Stranger Things, it's got that Stranger Things okay. vibe. And it's got uh, Sadie Sink, who's Max in Stranger Things, is got a major part in the second of the Fear Street movies, and it's just got that sort of sassy but retro yeah, yeah. vibe going no, on. I, I was uh, definitely up for. I, I thought I, I would probably enjoy it. Yeah, I think you would enjoy it, and certainly the first two for me were really good. The third okay. one slightly lost me, but 
Yeah, right. I mean, we could do it. We could do it sometime. Well, I mean, part of a, I don't know team trilogies or something. I think what what that nicely kind of like segues us into, interestingly enough, because when we we're talking about things that are sort of quite you know big on the on the on the on the charts of on the various streaming services, is we did want to have a little talk about tomorrow the Tomorrow War, didn't we? We did which want was, to talk about the Tomorrow which War, which has been yes. very high on the um, on the Amazon Prime chart for a while. It being sort of their their sort of like I guess it was it was Amazon Prime's summer blockbuster, really, in many ways. Yeah, it was a tent pole thing. Yeah, it was big flagpole. What does that mean? Water flagpole. <laughs> it was a bit of a pole of a movie, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, and well, I don't know what you're going to say about the movie, but um, one thing that I wanted to say about the movie. So, for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's all set in the future where uh, you've got to go forward in time and kill a whole load of aliens to save the world. And the aliens, are, the, are they called whiteies or something? What are they something called? along those lines. Spikies. White, white, no, white spikes, I think. The white called. stripes. You've got to go, you've got to go in <laughs> forward in the future to kill the white stripes. Yeah, particularly their third album. You've got to stop the third album from happening. <laughs> no, and it's just... So the thing that I was thinking about it all the way through, or we were screaming at the TV, is that like mm. these insecty bugs were really hard to kill, but they were constantly fighting them with quite ordinary-looking machine guns. Yes, it's just like get a grenade launcher, please, for the love of God, get some grenade launchers or perhaps something bigger. But the thing is, you could definitely make that same criticism at Starship Troopers, you know, which has very difficult to kill buggy-type things which they're constantly shooting with machine guns. But I didn't give a monkeys because Starship Troopers is freaking awesome. And it's interesting you should bring that up because this movie feels very much like a hybrid of Starship Troopers and um, the... Oh, God. Lift, I repeat, which is not the name of the movie. It's just the tagline they choose to make it on. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I always forget the real one. The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yes, which I yeah. just adore. Both of those films I adore. Um yeah. With yeah, with a bit more sort of time travel in, um, but it is uh, you know I would say it's a bit of a pale imitation of both, unfortunately. With, oh, with kind of with Cloverfield thrown in for the first hour yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally. But yeah. For me, yeah, I, I know what you're saying about that, and I've I have thought that about Starship Troopers before, but they do have some heavy weapons in Starship Troopers, and I do think it's more a case of scale of production and that sort of jazz. Not like you know, the scale of production is you know I'd like to talk to uh, the the writers about how many bullets you can make an hour, but um, I I had a much larger problem with the Tomorrow War apart from the fact that basically it's terrible. Yeah, um, go. Is that and this is a spoiler uh, warning. I'm going to spoiler it now. I was going to have some sort of klaxon running throughout this, but that's irritating. I will be. Ben is about to give away a spoiler. I'm going ben to be is about, about to give away forty five seconds. Okay, so the major crux of it comes down to the fact that they've got this virus that will kill the males but not the females right and the females are the big things and right you know towards towards the one of the big climaxes like they finally worked out how to how to get it so it kills the females right yes yes i remember yes the major threat in the whole movie like 99.9 percent of the rampaging aliens are the males so if you've got a virus that kills nearly all of your enemies maybe I mean, call me kooky, call me crazy. Maybe use that to kill nearly all of your enemies and then worry about the females. Because I, I guarantee you they can't give birth as quickly as your virus can kill the males. So they're all stressing about how they're going to kill the tiny, tiny, tiny population of females while not using the massive male killing virus on the males. It may be 
absolutely <laughs> mental. And then they come back and they're going to go, oh God, how are we going to kill it when they emerge from the ice in Russia? And do they get in touch with a government agency or anybody useful? No, they decide to be a band of hapless misfits. It's really easy. You just, you know when they're going to come out. This is the other problem. They've got the viruses that kill them all. They know when they're going to come out. Give it to a government agency. Maybe a couple of hundred people die. Who cares? You've saved the whole of humanity. Oh my God, it was frustrating and I wanted to punch it. <laughs> Spoiler uh, over. Yeah. Oh well, no. I mean, to be honest, I, I I don't think it's the kind of film where you need to worry too much about spoilers, really. Yeah, because I'm not recommending anyone watch your it brain, and it's, it's time traveling. For God's sake, it's a shame. I like Chris Pratt. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I I just didn't like it. Um, no, you know, I like stupid cag. dumb blockbusters as well. Yeah, so just, do I. They have, they have they have to win me over, and that one never did. Yeah, no, nah, which is what I'm saying. You know, kind of. So you notice things like yeah, <laughs> but Starship Troopers and, and Edge of Tomorrow are much smarter films as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I'm I sure mean, if you really pick apart Edge of amazing. Tomorrow, there's some big old plot holes in there. But I don't. Of course I you can, but you don't. But you don't. Off my head. You, yeah. you don't and you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. You, it's all about because you love it. <laughs> yeah. It's all willing suspension of disbelief, isn't it? As opposed to just going, yeah. "Oh, you're so annoying." But yeah, I, yeah, I, I just kind of liken it to that whole. Um, oh, a paranormal activity thing for me where he walks past a light switch and walks down the dark stairs. You're like, the, the light switch just there, just just turn, just flick it on. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you forgive that in a horror movie you like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, paranormal okay, activity, talking of people. horror films we like and things with the word tomorrow in, shall I give you my first recommend? <laughs> That's the my, smoothest segue I've ever heard. It is a good segue. Shut up. I can see in your face you don't think it is, but that actually is a good one. People are going to be talking about that. Anyway, because, yeah, my film's called She Dies Tomorrow. All right. See, it also has Tomorrow in the title. I, you did very well there. I was hoping I it wasn't Tomorrow Never Dies, which isn't a horror film. No. True. Well, t- she Dies Tomorrow isn't really. So <laughs> So She Dies Tomorrow is a, a sort of psychological horror thing um, where the main character just becomes obsessed that she's going to die that she's going to kill herself in the in a, in a day okay and gradually other people in the film get sort of sucked into this this sort of nightmarish so why so why is she going to kill herself do, do I, is she feeling like external pressure like forces to do so or is it just something that she wants to do it's it's it weighs it's sort of neither of those things um it's just it's just a sort of she is overcome with this feeling of doom that she is going to kill herself. But to be honest, even sort of trying to name it like that, it's not as it's not as pinned down as that okay. within the script. Okay, so look, I'm going to just cut right ahead and Dude. say, do not watch She Dies Tomorrow. <laughs> because it's really annoying and not very good and not very interesting. And I oh. basically couldn't bear it. So do you remember at the start of phase four, that weird Saul Thingy Bob ant movie? We yes. Watched, how there's just loads and loads of very impressive, but endless footage of close up ants. Yeah. This film is like that in that there's just loads of footage of just not very much happening. <laughs> and just, it, you just think like all they've done there is, is create a nice sort of shot. Like those, and you just, you, I just didn't have any patience with it <laughs> at all. I just didn't like anyone in it. I didn't, they're straight, it was like they hadn't bothered to say, oh, you've got to come with me on this. Now, the thing is, 
I've watched loads of films where there's long periods of nothing much happening. And I've loved the film. Like, so Buffalo 66, I know you don't like Buffalo 66, I don't think, but I really like Buffalo 66. And that's got long periods near the beginning where very little happens. But I was immediately into that film because I wanted to find out what happened to the incredibly annoying man who needed a wee. But in She Dies Tomorrow, I just immediately didn't care. And so was just immediately annoyed that, that I was sounds having to a bit sit like... through so many long scenes of bugger all happening. That sounds a bit more like, as well, how I feel about Morven Colour. About who? Morven Colour. It's so, it's, uh, for ages, I she coloured my opinion of Lynn Ramsey until I saw We Need to Talk About Kevin, which I absolutely love. Okay. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's a movie she made with um, an actress whose name I've forgotten, but is a very prominent British actress, and she was in the last se- last couple of seasons of The Walking Dead as the leader of The Whisperers. Maggie um, Smith? Sorry? Yes, that's it. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, Maggie Smith was wonderful in Walking Dead. Um, no. Uh, uh, anyway, so basically, Morven Color is a, so the story of this this woman who um, whose partner has a sort of um, uh, a terrible accident and then goes to a, 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 a Balearic Island to sort of like live this carefree existence. And I just find it yeah. lives entirely up its own backside and is an awful lot of um, yeah. Sort of of nothing, um, yeah. Samantha Morton, Samantha Morton. Okay. Um, but it's an awful lot of nothing happening, and that just, and I'm fine with nothing. But this was really irritating. Nothing. It just did. I like I say, it. It was like there was no effort right at the beginning, um, and it was just like, oh, here's a shot. We're quite pleased with it, so we're going to let it run for five minutes right. because because it looks nice. And I just think it's got quite good reviews. And oh yeah, I mean, I, it's got like a four out of five in Empire and eighty three percent in Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's, I, I really don't understand. And I'm, it's by this. Uh, yeah, it's that. just not very good for me. It's a definite D, and it's definitely a void. I don't. Yeah. Now, I if people unfamiliar with our um, slightly irregular podcast, we do tend to grade movies on an A to an E scale, and then a, a, a U, which is kind of like in that sort of. Or is it, no, sorry, it's a Z, isn't it? That's just so it's a Z bad. for so bad, it's, it's good. good. But yeah. Ds are rare. I mean, we often settle around the C mark of a kind of like, yeah, give it a go. Bs to Cs, yeah. As, As, Ds, and Es are relatively rare, I would say. Yeah, and it's it's, it's just. I I mean, I just, you know me. I like to recommend it, a film for something. Yeah, I mean, and, you're a positive uh, person. I just, I just found this really quite boring. Oh, yeah. I, I think I might still watch it though, because I would love to see <laughs> where the cutoff between like the critical joy and the Jono complete lack of joy is. And I think it sounds like one of those things that it's funny because you and I have very similar taste on many things, but at times we wildly differ. And yeah. one thing I, I know that you kind of dislike quite a lot is. Taika Waititi movies where it, it's a bit more whimsical and I'm wondering if maybe this could fall into that bracket slightly no, that you no, hate it's, that I it, like? it's very short on whimsy okay and um and I don't hate his movies I just I haven't I haven't fallen in love with his movies yeah. um at all <laughs> but this one was much more no I mean this one it just yeah just it's just so boring and just, yeah, I do, I, I, I do want you to watch it because the thing is, because I was so bored by it, I immediately um, thought I went on to, I, I was, you know, quite cross because <laughs> it used up quite a lot of yeah. life. So instead I watched 
that movie that you talked about with what's his name from the guest. Oh, the Dan Stevens movie. Um, yeah, what was it called again? Uh, the one in the the retreat or something. Yeah, something like that. The one oh. in the cabin on the lake thing. Yes. Anyway, I watched that and really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really good. It does exactly really what good. it says on the tin. Yeah. Which is it's the very... name we can't tell you what the tin says because I can't remember the yeah. name of it. <laughs> I'm gonna find, I'm gonna have to find out what it's called. You know that so one. So we could tell people. But anyway, you talk about your film now. Okay, please. so well I have, you know, as as is is our one, sort of pinged around a lot and watched a whole bunch of random. But one thing I settled on the other night was which I was not expecting to watch, but I was flicking through Amazon and you know, they do their recommended for you bit and all that sort of jazz and often they just sort of oddly enough throws a horror film for me to watch. Um, and I came across this thing called Villains, which I had not heard of and have not had not seen. It's called The Rental. The Rental. There's the badger. Yes. So The Rental. And that's another recommendation to watch The Rental. Do you? Yeah, it's good. For it. And us. Thank us. Mm. So um, I came across this thing on Prime called Villains. Villains. And by the by the look of it, I thought that looks marginally entertaining. Um, it has Bill Skarsgård in, who... Um, I like his dad, um, mm. and I'm my you know my my jury's slightly out in Bill Skarsgård purely because I I'm not a big fan of the It remakes. I think they're pretty terrible. But I don't I don't think he was a terrible Pennywise. But I don't think that those movies are any good. Mm. Um, I, I mean it's very hard to make that book because it's just such a good. Book. I mean the TV series wasn't very good either. The book is so no, good. The, the book, TV series we've had this conversation. Yeah, the TV exactly. series was rubbish. It just had some memorable yeah. moments, and everyone and misses all old. the heart in that that whole thing. But yeah. um, I still quite like his face, and I quite like him as a presence. So I thought, you know what, I'll give that a try. And then I noticed it's, it also had Micah Monroe in. Do you know who Micah Monroe is? Yes, the one in um, it follows. Yes. Yeah, yes. she's great. Fantastic. So I'm like, yeah. brilliant. Love and her. And also the guest. Oh, and also the guest, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this was starting to look like gold to me. Um, yeah. And then I had a look at the premise. And I was like, basically, um, essentially, it's these two kind of thieves on the run uh, end up sort of going into a uh, what seems to be an abandoned house. But then the, the, the sort of, let's call them mother and father, who... Uh, own the house, turn up, and things kind of go a bit downhill for everybody, really. Um, and this is not a kind of psychological horror cat and mouse. This isn't like um, Mother. Mm, um, okay. <laughs> it, this is very much more of a genre pick. It's kind of like, you know, there are people gaffer taped to chairs, there are weird little girls in basements, there oh. is the mother mother and father in the house who are played by Kira Sedgwick. It took me a while to recognise Kira Sedgwick. Um, and Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan, okay. many people might recognise from various things. He was He's great in that second season of Fargo. Yeah. Um, and they're both very much sort of overblown, larger-than-life kind of characters. And yeah, so it, as Bill Skarsgård and Michael Monroe are sort of trying to escape the law it's i mean it starts off very kind of almost like a post tarantino thing there's this heist and they're very kind of honey bunny ish um i was going to mention dust till dawn yeah that sort of vibe as well mm. but the thing it most reminded me of by a country mile is another movie that i'm going to sort of like slightly tag onto it if you haven't seen it that you should see which is from 19 1991 
was going to say 1919. From 1919, it's a very old movie. No, from 1991, it is Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. Oh, great film. Exactly, which not <laughs> enough people have seen. And no, it's, it's completely nuts. People absolutely stairs, nuts. You've got Everett McGill and Wendy Robbie being completely mental, re- revisiting their on-screen partnership from Twin Peaks, but yeah. notched up to a kabillion. Yeah. Um, and you've got quite a, um, I guess he wasn't that young at the time, Ving Rhymes in there as well. Yeah, do, and he has the best line in the movie as well about when he's taking the piss out of the bloke's age. The yes. Age. Um, and it's a cracking movie, isn't it? People on the Stairs is absolutely great. Villains yeah. is very, in, in some ways, very similar. Not, not the same, but are very, very much in the same ballpark. You could easily double bill these two. And what I'm going to say is, you should. Because oh, I've really enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. It was a good... It doesn't really outstay its welcome. I don't have the running time in front of me. It's, it is like... See, see, I can see the sound of my mouse flicking down so I can see the running time anywhere. Um, I did, but I did, it doesn't feel longer than about an hour and a half, you know, two hours max. It, it never outstays its welcome. It's nice and tense and tight. Michael Monroe is just as good as she ever is. Um, and it's, it's just really good fun. Oh, fantastic! Um, and it ends satisfyingly. It, it, you know, it, it, it sticks within its genre conventions. Brilliant! I don't need you to try and bust genres. I just want to have a good time with you. And that well, that's exactly like what we said what about the does. retreat. You yeah. Know, yeah, exactly. You don't necessarily want the best movie ever. You just want an all right movie. Yeah. Well, for and, an, and a movie that does what it wants to do quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you will. I, I would say you will not go wrong with villains. But what it might lead you to do is if you've got four hours, sort of somewhere in your back pocket. Double bill it with people under the stairs and you'll have an absolutely cracking time. That is a lovely recommendation. And I'm so pleased that we've gone on an, on an upward swing. I've got a, uh, before we talk about our combined movie, I've got another recommendation mm-hmm. for you. Hit me, hit me. And talking of <clears throat> genre pieces, I've realised recently that I'm really bored with exorcism movies. Um, just movies about sort just of, rarely good is the problem they're just they're nearly yeah, always they're always just, bad. i mean they're nearly always bad anyway but i'm just really bored of them particularly catholic exorcism movies i think the world is crying out for a good c of e exorcism <laughs> movie um but um but so on but on a part but so two things so first i'm really bored of most of the exorcism type movies i've seen recently but i watched the series that everyone said i should watch called unorthodox which was all about um orthodox jews in New York, and it was a series, mm-hmm. a limited series, and bits of it were brilliant. You know, the, the main girl who's basically put into this horrible forced marriage, she was amazing, fantastic. But there's a sequence in the movie which is all set in Berlin, when she goes to Berlin, and she meets this sort of really unrealistic group of friends that just every just every time they were on screen, I just thought, I do not believe a single second of what's going on. So that, for me... Spoiled, unorthodox. Uh, that's a shame. Lots of people love it. But anyway, I'm not going to recommend either of those. I'm actually talking about The Vigil. Not the BBC series that's just come out called Vigil. Yes. The Vigil, which is a horror film about a Brooklyn guy who's basically was formerly a practicing Jew, has turned his back on Judaism, but has been persuaded to keep a nighttime vigil around a recently deceased human. Because basically, a person died. And and so the 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 right, as it were, is that the per- someone has to stay with the body yep. over the course of one evening. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a really simple setup. And creepy things occurred, and classic horror stuff. I'm afraid it doesn't quite hold it together, but it's got some really good creepy moments, especially in the first third. And I really recommend it. 
does it have any? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm just reaching here. It's nothing like um. Oh, Benjamin, why, why, why? It's age. It's age. Can't I remember the name of anything? <laughs> um, that movie, that really cracking horror movie in the morgue. Um. Oh, the the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it did remind me of that a little bit. Yeah, yeah cool. it did. But it's not as good as that because that was a for me a really strong, strong, strong recommend. Yeah, there's this a... is just a. It does start quite well, and it's got some creepy moments. I just like the simplicity of the setup. Mm. Um, just this person's got to stay with a body on his own. You know, that's a creepy yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I loved it, and it's just yeah, it's got some good creepy moments. But I definitely don't feel like it quite quite retains it because ba- but basically it's connected to exorcism stuff because there's a sort of demonic presence and you know it's all badness but it's <laughs> at least it's not boring presences. old catholic exorcism yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah absolutely Jeez, seen enough of them <laughs> great well i mean i i also have one more recommendation actually i talked about two maybe i'll leave until the end one more which is oddly enough going into um into the world of tv oh. um and <laughs> this it's on not many streaming services. I had to hunt it down. I, I found it actually on a Sky box set thing, so some people have to pay for that. Um, some people... But, but... Shh. The whole thing is available on YouTube. Oh, really? Bit, bit naughty, mm. but someone's put it on YouTube as well. Oh, my God. What's it called? It's dude? called Tell Camping. Me. Camping? Yeah, so it's a six-part miniseries, now written by Julia Davis. Now, oh! Now, Julia Davis... Is one of the few people I've ever been. You know, I, I do work in the me jar, darling, and see famous people, or used to see famous people with a relatively amount of um, regularity. However, I walk past Julia Davis in Soho, and she is one of the few people I've ever been sort of like slightly starstruck by because I think as a writer and performer, she is unbelievably Amazing. brilliant. Yeah, um, and I've loved pretty much everything she's done. So. Um, Right from the beginning big of like, train was when I was first aware of her. She's great in Big Train, but she's, train. Um, there's Human Remains. Have you ever seen Human Remains? Oh, Human Remains is incredible. That's her and Rob yeah. Brydon. It's one of the most horrifically disturbing series ever made. And then 99. she made Nighty Night again, oh. just horrible and brilliant. Yeah. And she, and then and Camping is a six part mini series about her, um, well, about a bunch of friends who go on a sort of camping trip just to, to commemorate one of their 50th birthdays, basically. Right. Um, and she comes along as kind of almost a, as, a, as she gets brought along by somebody um, very much in, in a sort of those horrible, one of her horrible sort of femme fatale kind of, but you know, just terribly, just awful trashy femme fatale characters kind of thing. But it is yeah. written by her. And I believe Vicky Pepperdine, um, who's generally great as well. So it's her, Vicky yeah. Pepperdine, Steve Pemberton's in it, um, Rufus Jones, um, and... Oh, great cast. Uh, oh, and uh, what the crap is his name? The other guy. Jonathan Cake. No, Jonathan Cake is... Jonathan Cake's here. I'm not massively aware of... David Bamber, that's it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> David Bamber <laughs> is unbelievably good in it and it's just it's it's six half hours so we oh, we watched it all last night the wow. wife and i we just sat and you couldn't stop and it is a car crash it's a six-part car crash that just and it's wonderful but awful but wonderful but awful so i Fantastic. highly recommend but i highly also recommend you avoid the american remake oh god has it been remade yeah it got remade by lena dunham 
Oh my god! So it's kind of it's quite a high-profile remake in some ways, and you've got that stars um, Juliet Lewis, Jennifer Garner, David Tennant. Oh my god! How I have not heard of. This. I know this is what I thought as well, but I watched the Wait first. Minute, Nina Dunham is she the one that did? She did, did Tiny Furniture, and she's um, did Ladybird. No, uh, that's Little Greta Women. Gerwig. Is it, that's great. oh god! But they're okay. in a they're in a sort of similar ballpark kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and. Uh, she, she's yeah, she's a sort of doyon of of indie stuff really, and she's yeah, yeah. been in a lot of things as well. She was in Girls, that was that was the thing she was in, and and also I think she wrote it. Um, anywho, it's terrible. It was I, I only watched fifteen minutes into it. It missed all of the just the horrible awkward thing, and maybe it becomes more horrible and awkward. But the characters were much more much sunnier eyes, and it just I just didn't, didn't get anywhere near of the same feeling of impending doom and awfulness. But if you like Julie. Davis, then watch camping. If you don't know who Julia Davis is, watch camping. Um, and if you've already seen camping, just go back watch and rewatch camping. camping. Yeah, it's brilliant, but it's awful, but it's brilliant. Oh, well, I totally agree. She is awesome, and um, that's a nice. That's, I'm glad you got her into our podcast, frankly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I've always loved her since. Yeah, she's just hilarious. Of time. Just amazing. And yes, I think. Um, the first time I saw that particular episode of Human Remains, where she's that really deluded character who the, the, the does covers one. of Alanis Alan, Morissette. She only sings covers of Alanis Morissette and talks about it. <laughs> and releases music. her own albums of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think she's amazing. But yeah. anyway, combo time. Combo time. So we do have a combo movie that I um, chanced upon when I was looking for something that looked like it might be fun. Um, and it is called, Jono. Extra ordinary that is what it is yeah it's from 2019 that's that's all i'm going to say <laughs> no, it's so from, it's it, it, it's from 2019 it's set in um ireland yeah and it is the story of what what's it the story of john <laughs> i was gonna say you know, i just said all i've done is go yeah um yeah uh, extraordinary it's about it's about this really sweet um but lonely uh, driving instructor named Rose, who um, is a driving instructor in a really old Mark One Ford Fiesta. <laughs> For some reason, even at first I thought, oh, is this set in like the seventies? But it's not. It's set now. She just teaches people in a really bad old Fiesta. But yeah. anyway, she's very sweet. But she's also the daughter of a famous supernatural TV sort of kind of psychic TV ghost hunter psychic style. person. And you don't find out straight away, but she somehow was involved with his, you know, she was his, a supernatural muse. She has supernatural talent as well, yeah. but somehow caused the death of her father uh, many years ago. But um, yeah, quite early on, you you know, she sees ghosts all over the place. And, and what you find out, I think, from quite early on as well, is that people are constantly calling her up. Yeah, to try and get her to look into their supernatural problems. And she has just no truck with it whatsoever. But, yeah, uh, and um, like quite early on, you find out that like you know because she sees ghosts everywhere, that ghosts really are everywhere. So like, sometimes they're just doing really inane things, like wiggling a stick. Yes, <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, she tends to walk around just being marginally annoyed by all the ghosts who are trying to get her attention <laughs> and are irritating. Um, and then as the movie progresses, you, there, you know, there's a there's a guy who wants her desperately to come and sort out his ghost problem because he's being haunted by the ghost of his ex-wife, and she is. Well, ex-wife, she was his wife, but then she passed away. But she is um, irritatingly present in his life, basically just sort of 
prescribing what he is and isn't allowed to do. And Abusing also, him when he does something that she doesn't like. Yes. <laughs> and also, then, there is, there is a one-hit wonder kind of washed-up American singer who is, um, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say, uh, entering into a pact with the devil to try and get himself another single, essentially, or, yeah. or, or an, a successful album. His name um, is Christian Winter. Yes, who's operating yeah. in the same town, and it's how their paths all intersect. Exactly. So, when I was looking for this, I was looking for something that was sort of a bit, um, sort of like amusing, whimsical, not too serious, but a bit of a horror thing. Um, and I just kind of like came across it and thought, I'll give it a punt, really. Yeah. And I, we decided this would be the combo. Ben had watched it first. And because Ben had found it and he told me to watch it, I must admit I was predisposed to fear the worst just because I feel like this kind of film is where in the past we may our have. opinions have diverged. Because for me, this does have some of the sort of... Um, who was the Kiwi director we were talking about? Uh, yeah, Taika Waititi. It's got some of that, that sort of magic in it. But the difference is that it really... I, for me, anyway, I thought it was fucking brilliant this is one of the best films i've watched for this podcast i love it i love it i love it yeah i just really liked it and i've realized the reason i really liked it from the beginning is that i immediately immediately loved rose dooley so maeve higgins the actress who plays also comedian actress and i've I've looked at her credit she doesn't have many but what she does have bizarrely before this film i don't know who her agent is or what she's doing she's she's on things like inside amy schumer she's she's popped up in actually really big things because she's wonderful and deserves to be in everything. Yeah, no, she was great. But all, but the thing is, as well as it developed, uh, the sort of love interest Martin Martin, Martin, Martin. is a character name. He's played by <laughs> uh, an actor Barry, Barry Ward. Ward, who yeah. I wasn't sure if I recognised. But yeah, I yeah. mean, he his character is incredibly watchable and likable. Oh, they're and, such, and the chemistry between them, which is almost like an anti-chemistry because they're so awkward, is <laughs> yeah. utterly brilliant. <laughs> but they are the t- they're two of the most likable leads you're ever going to see on screen. Yeah, exactly. And I think so. Again, so once um, Hunt for the Wilder People got going, I really liked the sort of interplay between um, Sam Neill and the other actor. Who I'm sorry, I've forgotten the name. So Vibe, he's in Deadpool too, and he's great. Yes. Yeah, um, and I'm sorry for forgetting the name. Um, but I didn't like a lot of the peripheral stuff. No, but in no. this, I immediately liked the main two people, but I liked all the peripheral stuff as well. Oh, I... Like the the insane idiot kind of American singer guy <laughs> is really... He, I, it's really Will hard. Forte? Forte? Will Forte? Yeah, Forte, name. I think, yeah. It's really yeah. hard not to give away spoilers because I do want to talk to you about some of my favourite scenes and some of the funniest bits, okay. but I really want people to watch this movie and I don't want to give away any spoilers but it is there is very there are very few seconds in this movie where you're not sort of slightly delighted and entertained by as you say the periphery a lot of the the central stuff is great but there's a lot of hilarious kind of periphery stuff that's going on that's that's just brilliant too yeah I couldn't agree more just like and the music it's got a really it's got a repeated um sort of theme quite quite ethereal kind of ambienty type music that's just really beautiful it's just a simple sort of two or three chords kind of nonsense I, I could probably make up, but it's really, really beautiful yeah. and really well done. And they weave it into the film in a really nice way. But then they use like the other sort of music they use, the, the made up song that is his 
his yes. one hit wonder yeah, yeah, the yeah. ghastly american is brilliant and very like another song i forget which one now but it's really well done they end the whole film like i'm not being a spoilerific but they use um black magic which is a uh jarvis cocker song which samples um uh, uh thingy and clover by um thomas oh, you're on your own is it called? crimson and clover it samples ah. that and it's just it's such a cool sample and a good use of a sample and a brilliant song and it's just yeah the music in it amazing i i've forgotten i've forgotten now you say it, i i think i remember watching it thinking i must remember i really think the music in this is great yeah it's great i didn't remember until you just said it and, and now i yeah. concur the effects were good yeah, and, and the thing is, there actually is a bit of gore. There's some vomiting. There's loads of vomiting ectoplasm. There's a bit of gore. Like it's not yeah. just a sort of sweet trip through things. I mean, it is, but it's funny. It's warm. It has the horror notes you like. And it's also, I mean, there are bits where it reminded me of a less self-conscious because it starts off very much on this tip of like um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and the other thing it it it. it reminded me of and i can't remember if you saw this or not i did watch this for the pod and it's something i would urge people to seek out if they can is housebound which is the new zealand it was a key oh, yeah. ghost movie i watched yeah we did both watch that that's absolutely brilliant as well i yeah. keep waiting for it to pop back up on and I'd, I'd put them in, in, a, in a similar bracket in terms of how yeah. sort of charming and, and the level of kind of humor and and how well it does because it's not I'm gonna it's a bit more Father Teddy and Wims. It's it got, is, in, yes. It's got sort of like there's a f- quite a few. There are frequent throwbacks to her father's um, old programming, for example. Yeah, and that sort of reminds me of. But it's still very Father much Teddy a movie, stuff, though. Right? It could come across like, the way we're talking about it as if it's sort of like a, a almost a sort of TV, a funny TV movie. But I still think it's very much a movie. Like it has that wider scope to it for me. Totally. Yeah. No, I agree. And. Um, I, just, I was just really grateful to you for recommending it because I feel like comedies particularly are an area where I I don't really go there very often because yeah. I'm just, I, there's nothing there's, more disappointing than a, oh, than a poor comedy. No, 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 there's no bigger waste of time than a bad comedy. And comedies yeah. make me more angry almost because especially when the, when the humour is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray! I did, I just, I did like that murder mystery film though that no, nobody else in the world liked. <laughs> Oh, what that? Mm. Oh, that bloody awful the Ben terrib- um, Adam, um, Adam Sandler one. Yeah, yeah, you're an idiot. But <laughs> I am. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I did have the feeling you would love this, and I wanted to share it, and I want to share it with all of our listeners and any of our listeners' friends who they subject this to. Um, it's brilliant. Go and watch it. Oh, let's it's let's a- ask Lily in East Grinstead to watch yes, Extraordinary. Lily, watch Extraordinary. Yeah. You will really enjoy it. I promise you, I'll watch the the trilogy. On, yeah. on Netflix or watch Extraordinary it's just fantastic it's an A for me yeah I think it's an A for me as well yeah yeah. I love and I, I look forward to hearing what listeners seriously go and, go and watch it and tell us what you think because yeah. I can say all of that said I can imagine people not liking it I just Suck think I. they're wrong but yeah I, should, I should probably wouldn't be friends <laughs> <laughs> okay I've just got um, one more thing so th- I'm just quickly going to jump in because I have a um, oh this is a thing we should recommend that's got nothing to do with movies or anything, mm-hmm. but it's sort of connected because, like Extraordinary, it's very Irish. And it's just a YouTube clip that I keep watching. And um, if is you just put Charlie in, uh, my finger. No, it's just if you search, um, I, I hear you're a racist now, Father. It's um, Oh, is it's that a bit a, from Father Ted? 
It's a particularly funny bit from Bond. It is brilliant. I know it. I know it well. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone wants to dip into Father Ted, people who don't know it, or people who do, to re- enjoy a particularly good bit, just put in, I hear you're a racist now, Father. I'm going to um, also add something, which I stumbled across the other day, and I, I found it on BBC Sounds. Um, maybe it's available in other places. and maybe I'm not sure if you can get BBC Sounds abroad. I hope you can. I think you can for some things. Listeners. It, and, it's, and it's excerpts. Uh, and this does tie in very much with um, with what you've just said, bizarrely enough. Um, it is uh, Megan Phelps Roper, who um, is was the granddaughter of F- Fred Phelps, the God Hates Fags, Westboro Baptist Church, or Plainsboro Baptist oh, Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Most hated family in America, Louis Theroux documentary thing. Yeah, there's just those awful, awful um, fundamentalists. Um, and she... Um, ended up splitting away and leaving and becoming a normal person. And she is now, she's written a book about it. She speaks publicly. Oh, wow. She's incredibly eloquent and writes very, very well. And this is her reading a sort of um, an abridged version of her memoir of how she sort of like grew up in the church and then how she came to realize there was a wider world and that actually the things that she had held true were probably wrong. And this how sounds amazing. She, What's this called? Um, oh my God. Good lord. Oh, you All right, I'm going to cover for a bit. Look it up. Find out what it's called because this this sounds like the best recommendation you've ever given. Yeah. So I'm just going to talk, listeners, while Ben looks up something on the internet. But just to, just to remind you, my one was, I hear you're a racist yeah. now, Father. Um, okay. Father uh, she's done 10 talks and things. But oh, the book has got a brilliant title as well. I'm sorry. It's so good. It's called Unfollow. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Because okay. partly because her her conversion from the church came due to her interacting with people on the internet right uh specifically one guy who i won't spoil you with what happens but it's just wonderful it's brilliant it's absolutely fascinating and she speaks and writes brilliantly um okay. and I highly i'm, recommend- I'm, I'm and, serious and when you, i say this is a fantastic recommendation if you can't find the audio um version that's fine just buy the book because the book's brilliant really? yeah but megan phelps roper unfollow that's that's a very very hard recommend as well some, wow, we've done TV, we've done books, audio, we've done everything. books, films. We did films. Yeah, we did. Wow. Yeah, we did. We did drop in a few films, didn't we? Maybe we should quickly summarise the films just so we go, go over the titles again that we talked about. So I talked about. I've forgotten the names. She dies tomorrow. Don't watch that. Um, <laughs> the tomorrow war we both talked about. Don't watch that. The vigil. That's good. Do watch that. I'm going to watch yeah. that. I'm going to watch She Dies Tomorrow as well, just because I want to find out. Um, yeah, do. And I, um, uh, I I went for The People Under the Stairs double billing with villains. So villains, the more readily available one, but find The People Under yeah. the Stairs too. Um, camping, that Julia Davis TV series, oh, yeah. which is just phenomenal. Um, and Extraordinary, which is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. A double thumbs up from us both, which, yeah. is a, which is a nice thing to have. Thanks for joining us, people, and letting us yeah. spew forth into your ears. A bit like an exorcism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll be back in the next episode with a very similar format. More recommendations or more avoids. Avoids. There's got to be a better word than that, isn't there? Why do I... No, I quite like avoids. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll just thing. formalize that. Yeah. Here's a recommendation, Maybe some and here's an avoid. Doesn't this does <clears throat> some kind of sound effect for the voids? Oh, that's cool. We could shorten it to voids. Oh, the voids. That sounds like quite a sort of dark, scary place. We've sent it to the voids. 
<laughs> sounds like something um, crap from Event Horizon. Oh, God. We ventured into the voids, Baby the bear. darkness. God, I hate that film. Don't get me it's crap. Event Horizon. Don't watch Event Horizon. I can't, I Never watch Event Horizon. You'll podcast. meet people in your life that will tell you Event Horizon is good. They're all wrong. It's just, it's just bad. Anywho, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more of the same, well, different movies and TV shows, but, you know, a similar yeah. ilk. Until then, See you next time. watch all this stuff and don't watch some of it. And if there's anything you'd like us to watch for you, because that's what we do, just drop us a line. We watch anything at gmail.com or on the Twitters. We watch anything, you know, at we watch anything. Pretty easy. Or via my friends and relations. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who you knows you. Know. Or if you go to a, a, a sporting or camping goods shop in Dorchester, you're bound to bump into a couple of us. <laughs> All right, nice to see you, dude. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye Bye bye.